0: wild, the bear episode. What do a diminutive military leader and a thousand pound grizzly bear have in common? Today's top five list may have the answer. Then in today's summit gear review, a simple knot along with bulletproof fabric that can protect your food. On today's backpack hack of the week, If you've seen Bear Scat with Bells in it, then we have the zero-gram solution for you. And we'll wrap up the show with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Craig Childs. All this, and that's about it, today on The First 40 Miles. Last month, we spent a week in bear country, where there were warning signs posted all over about black bears. We even saw evidence on the trail of bears. We saw lots of fresh and dried bear scat. And down by the river, we even saw a partially eaten salmon, which was being consumed by vultures. But I kind of had it in my mind that that was probably a salmon that was half consumed by a bear. And then the vultures got the rest of it.
1: Yeah, who knows? But it's the kind of thing that a bear would have loved.
0: Definitely.
1: I was thinking as we were starting our backpacking trip heading down towards Redwood Creek, I think we saw bear scat every, what, five or ten minutes? It was pretty common on that trail at first. And I thought, if this had been maybe a couple of years ago, and you had been on this trail with me, and, and I had been pointing out, oh, look, some bear scat. And five minutes later, oh, look, more bear scat. Oh, look, here's some that's really fresh. I kind of wonder if you would have just freaked out and been like, no, I'm out of here. There is no way I'm gonna get eaten by a bear. I'm gone. Well, Let's go I home. I know,
0: like my heart would have been pounding the entire time. But I think over the last year, I've learned a lot about bears. I've learned about the different kinds of bears that you're most likely to run in, run into in the United States. And so, in some ways, that's kind of lowered my blood pressure. It's really um, helped me feel more confident in the backcountry.
1: And that speaks to the power of education and knowledge. If someone's listening to this episode and saying the same thing, oh man, bears freak me out. I don't know if I can even make it through this episode. Well, guess what? I think if they do make it through this episode, they'll have a lot more knowledge about bears. And the more they know, I think the more comfortable they'll be.
0: And there's no real way to cover everything possible about bears in one single episode. In fact, the interesting thing is a lot of the information that I've found has been conflicting, you know, statistics are changing, and even a lot of fear-mongering goes on out there that makes people believe that humans encounter bears a lot more often than they really do. Even just knowing which type of bear you're more likely to encounter really helps quell some of those fears.
1: For the most part, we have two kinds of bears that we would encounter in North America. Black bears are in many states, uh, at least 40 states of the U.S., throughout Canada, even into Mexico. Grizzly bears, on the other hand, are only in Alaska, Canada, and then just a few states uh, in the continental U.S. Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, and possibly Washington state.
0: They think there's a small population hiding out there. <laughs>
1: That's cool. I wonder if they're friends with Bigfoot.
0: Probably get together for family reunions. If you just want a really great unbiased look at bears, you know, not the Hollywood version of bears, just bears in their natural habitat. One of my favorite websites to go to is bear.org. Clever, huh? B-E-A-R.org. And they have videos. They have FAQs. There's education and research. They have really great information. You'll be able to see bears do what they do. You know, when you read about bears clacking their jaws or charging, you can see what that looks like. So, if you ever encounter a bear doing something like that, you'll be able to read them a little bit better. If you really do have a fear of being attacked by a bear, I actually found it really helpful to go to the wiki page called Fatal Bear Attacks in North America, and it documents each of these attacks, what type of bear it was, what the situation was, whether it was a wild or a captive bear. I thought it was really helpful, somewhat morbid, but um, it gives you an idea of the circumstances under which these fatal bear attacks happened and maybe how you can avoid The ones that are avoidable.
1: And to me, the fact that these fatal bear attacks are all documented on one wiki page underscores the fact that they're really uncommon. And if you want to just go a little further, then you can click on the related links on that page and you can see the list of fatal dog attacks and think about how you are surrounded by dogs on a daily basis that may at any time jump at you and attack you and kill you. And then you can go to the fatal snake attacks and the fatal cougar attacks. I mean, you can go all the way down that wiki hole with all the fatal animal attacks. But in the end, I think you'll realize that bear attacks are really uncommon.
0: So we hope this episode doesn't scare you. We really want to just give you the big picture of what bears are.
1: And today's top five list gets into who bears are. In fact... (laughs) As I was preparing for the episode, I don't think I've ever seen this approach to describing bears. This is a really uh, creative top five list.
0: Well, today's top five is the top five famous faces that may help you understand bears. These are people that you know and love who have some similar characteristics that uh, really sync up with bears. The number one famous face that may help you understand bears is Napoleon Bonaparte. Someone said of him that he had, quote, the rare combination of will, intellect, and physical vigor. And I can't think of a better description for a bear. A rare combination of will, intellect, and physical vigor. They're just super intelligent animals with keen senses and incredible strength. And Napoleon also knew the power of food. In fact, one of Napoleon's most famous quotes is, an army marches on its stomach. And bears would definitely have to agree. Some bears have learned that where there are humans, there's easy food. So the number one thing that we can do as humans is to protect our food. And by doing that, we're actually protecting the bears. Once the bears learn a connection between easy food and humans, the chance of a human-bear interaction skyrockets, and as they say, a fed bear is a dead bear. Bears who have come to associate humans with easy food are more likely to make that connection again and again and search for food where the humans are.
1: So the real reason that we protect our food from bears when we're in bear country is not just to prevent ourselves from going hungry if our food gets taken. It's to protect the bears. It's to protect them from developing a habit of knowing that if humans are around, they'll find some easy food.
0: So similar to Napoleon, bears are not easily defeated once they've tasted the goodies in your food stash, which is why you need a bear-proof food system. It's also why you can't bury your food in bear country. you got to pack it out.
1: Because it's all about the habit that you're creating in the bear that's going to affect someone else down the road.
0: The number two famous face that may help you understand bears is Archie Bunker. This guy is gruff. He's equally lovable and extremely disliked. and He's somewhat of an anti-hero. And if you've ever watched the show All in the Family, which my mom wouldn't let me watch that show while I was growing up, (laughs) a little bit too edgy, but most Americans are familiar with the character of Archie Bunker. He has a dopey gait where his upper body is always a little bit ahead of his lower body, and he carries himself with kind of a slight hunch and walks in kind of a lumbering way. that's, That's what bears look like to me. They lumber around in kind of a dopey way that really belies their cunning ways. Bears really have the ability to both mystify and terrify us. They look so cuddly and soft, but their jaws and claws are so intimidating.
1: I just think we have teddy bears, you know, just because bears really do look so soft and cuddly. But that soft and cuddly look is just covering a mass of muscle and strength. So it is somewhat, uh, I don't know, almost deceiving.
0: Similar to Archie Bunker, I think in some ways you can even imagine a bear sitting in a lazy boy recliner back in the bear den.
1: Well, the third famous face that will help you understand bears may be a bit controversial because he is running for president right now. It's Donald Trump.
0: This guy is intimidating. He loves bluffing. He is great at the false charge. And he's somewhat flamboyant because he can be. So while bears do possess the strength to do actual damage to humans, most of the time they would much rather show their strength with a bluff charge. And a bear may bluff many times in a row in an attempt to get you to back away. I don't know how to handle Donald Trump, but here is a strategy to handle bears. If you can back away while speaking in a monotone voice, which I would probably have a hard time with, (laughs) but in a very, I guess, a soothing voice. You don't want to shout. You may be able to remove yourself from the situation. However, if an attack is imminent, if you're face-to-face with a bear, your best option really is bear spray. Some people may think that a gun would stop the bear in its tracks, but it doesn't. It makes the bear more angry and can continue to attack even while wounded. So definitely bear spray will stop the bear. It kind of puts the pause button on the situation. If you are in bear country and you don't have bear spray, you have a couple different options depending on which type of bear you're face-to-face with. First, if you are face-to-face with a black bear, you'll want to fight back. So throw rocks, throw sticks, punch Whatever you can do to get the bear to back away. With grizzly bears, the best approach is to get in the fetal position covering your neck.
1: And don't fight.
0: And don't fight. (laughs) Never run. And this applies to both bears, black bears and grizzly bears. And really, if you can make your presence known in the wilderness and on the trail, Bears don't even want a face-to-face confrontation. They're not out looking for you for the most part. They just want to do their own thing. They want to eat salmon and eat berries, kind of like humans. We just want to be left alone and eat our food.
1: Well, and uh, we'll leave it up to you to figure out how to survive a Donald Trump encounter. <laughs> we have no expertise in that area.
0: Number four is the Incredible Hulk. He has incredible strength and he's tracked by the government and sometimes an attack can be triggered by something as a surprise run-in or protecting the people that he cares for
1: I was curious how many bears are tracked by the government so I checked around and it sounds like several government agencies at national and state levels actually do tag bears not every bear but they tag bears and then track them to uh, discover their like their traveling habits and you know identify their habitat and stuff like that So yes, they are tracked by the government, at least some of them. But I think what you're getting at with Hulk is like he can take a lot up to a certain point and then it all explodes.
0: Yeah, so you can be in the same wilderness with bears. Bears have a very keen sense of smell, so they know you're out there. And um, for the most part, they'll do everything they can to avoid you. But if you happen to come around a corner and come face-to-face with a bear, and you surprise him in his own territory, then you are going to end up with a green bear. he well, No, not literally, <laughs> I'm talking figuratively. Like, I was trying Look. to imagine a green bear. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to surprise a bear. So make sure that you make your presence known by either traveling in groups of six or more, and just kind of making enough people noise so that a bear is not surprised when you come around that corner. You want to give them time to get out, give them an escape.
1: The fifth famous face that will help you understand bears is a bit of a surprise entry to me. It's Maria von Trapp from The Sound of Music, who I don't typically associate with bears.
0: Mama bears, or sows, have solid mothering skills. And while bears aren't typically known for fashioning play clothes out of curtains, They are definitely known for defending their young aggressively. While they may not attack, you are guaranteed to hear their clacking teeth and uh, to see a false charge. Now, in the past, people thought if you run across a mother and cubs that you are guaranteed to be attacked by a bear, but not so. And it's usually the male bear that's predatory, not the female bear. And so she'll do things that will scare you to death. If you are not prepared to see what she does to defend and kind of get you out of her territory, um, it will will terrify you. So definitely go to bear.org, you know, the link that we talked about in the beginning of the show, and you can watch videos of mother bears doing their little scary dance, the clacking jaws and the charge. But definitely as adorable as cubs are with their mommy, stay far, far away from the mother and her cubs
1: so there you have it five famous faces that help you understand bears any resemblance to any character real or fictional is purely coincidental and for entertainment purposes only that's right i hope we haven't offended any famous faces (laughs) with this segment
0: for today's summit gear review we will be reviewing the ursac bear bag Bear bins are great for backpacking, but sometimes you just want the strength of a bear bin without all the bulk. You may be going on a shorter trip where you don't actually fill up an entire bear bin, or maybe you just want something that weighs less than a bear bin. Enter the Ursac bear bag. Now this isn't a bear bag that you toss up over a branch, although you can toss it up over a branch to kind of suspend it and keep it out of reach of bears. This is actually a bear resistant bag or a bear proof bag. It's made of white spectra fabric, which is bulletproof fabric. You tie up the bag with an integrated six foot 2,500 pound tensile strength cord and that loops through the top. So basically your food goes into this like a stuff sack for food and then you tighten up the cord and then uh, there's a special knot that you tie. Super simple knot and it protects it from bears. The ear sack has recently undergone a significant change. The bag now has a tighter weave and more than double the tear strength of previous models.
1: So the latest model was uh, just debuted on April 1st, 2015.
0: For utility, you'll probably want to use this bear bag with an odor-proof liner, and they recommend the Opsac. It's just a liner. It's basically a big Ziploc bag, except it's odor-proof. And when you fill up this odor-proof liner, you definitely want to be able to seal it all the way. So no point in using an odor-proof liner if you can't close the bag all the way. The Ursac bear bag is only for protection against bears. If you want additional protection against critters, then they have an aluminum liner that you can purchase separately and slide that into the Ursac bear bag.
1: I took the Ursac on our trip last month. I didn't bring the odor-proof liner, nor did I bring the critter-resistant liner. So it was bear-proof, but There's a hole in the top that's really easy for mice to just crawl through. And I stuck this inside of a bear bin at our campsite. This is a a kind of locker that's a permanent fixture in some campsites in bear country. So I just tossed it in there and didn't think twice about it. The next morning, many of my food bags had a little hole in them where mice had gotten in overnight because it's easy for mice to just crawl in through the hole in the top of the sac. So I made the mistake of bear-proofing my food but not rodent-proofing it.
0: So the aluminum liner that you can slide in will definitely prevent critters from chewing on the outside but to prevent them from actually climbing in the tiny hole on the inside I think you'll just need to tie a super tight knot and make sure that there's not a gap in there. But I don't yeah I don't think the aluminum liner covers the top. I think it's simply just the sides.
1: Okay. Or hang it from a tree. That's a great way to go, too.
0: Yeah, the Ursac passed the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee Test and was put on its bear-resistant products list back in July of 2014. And many agencies use that list to determine what can be used in their area. But a lot of restrictions still apply. So certain areas will require a very specific bear bin or a couple bear bins so definitely check first with the area that you'll be traveling through to find out if the sac is allowed and a lot of bear areas they'll just recommend that you use bear resistant containers they won't tell you what brand to use but some are very specific for mass the sac weighs 7.8 ounces it's 24 inches in circumference and 14 inches tall so it holds about 650 cubic inches It's not a gusseted bag, it's a flat bag, but you can still pack a lot of food in there.
1: A rough rule of thumb is that if you've packed good calorie-dense food, then the Ursac will hold about five days worth for one person. This was a five-day trip, and... I would say I still had a little bit of extra room. I could have brought a little more food in that sack if I needed to.
0: Yeah, you packed really generously for that trip, like about, what, 3,500 calories a day?
1: Yeah, so at the end of the trip, I still probably had about 20% of my food left over. And keep in mind that the food that you're going to eat during your first day, your trail food and your first dinner, well, that doesn't necessarily have to be in your bear sack because you're going to consume it right on the first day.
0: For maintenance, you can wash this in a washing machine and make sure you use unscented soap and then air dry it. For investment, the Ursac costs 68.88, and it has a limited lifetime warranty. They will replace or refund the cost of any properly deployed Ursac where there's any kind of gap, tear, or hole larger than a fourth of an inch that's caused by a wild animal.
1: Well, let's talk about trial. We've used the ursac on two or three trips now, I think.
0: I found it very easy to use. And if you have any questions, the instructions are right inside the bag on a tag. Load all of your food into the ursac. And then here's the little the little trick. You cross the cords at the top and you loop it through these, these two holes. So you just make an X and you loop the left cord through the right side and the right cord through the left side. And then to tie off the bag, you tie an overhand knot, but instead of going around just once, you loop it around a second time. So you don't tie two overhand knots. You just tie one overhand with that extra go around on the top and then pull it really tight. And I guess the idea is that bears don't have those opposable thumbs and they cannot untie it.
1: So it's actually a really simple knot. And to a human, it seems like, well, that's easy to undo. But to a bear, I guess it's impossible. Now, we've used the Ursac bear bag as well as the Lighter One bear canister. In fact, we had one trip where we took the whole family, so we brought both of those uh, bear-proof containers with us.
0: And on a recent trip to the Redwoods, we took both. I took the Lighter One bear canister, and you took the Ursac.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. I gotta say, what I like about the ursac is that it collapses down smaller as I go throughout the week and I use up my food. So I had more and more space in my pack as the week went on, which was really nice. It's lighter than the lighter one bear canister. It's more flexible, so it's easier to fit it in my pack. Lots of good advantages to this sack. As I said earlier, the downside was that it's really easy for rodents to get inside if I leave it just laying on the ground, which I don't like to do. I always like to tie up my food, even if it is in a bear-proof container. Because if I leave it on the ground, yeah, the bear might not get into it, but the bear might take it a hundred yards off into the woods and my food is gone. So that's a lose-lose, I guess, kind of. Well, I don't know. It's a win-lose, right? Because we win when the bear doesn't get our food. Uh, But then I lose my food. So I like to tie it up no matter what. And then you had the lighter one bear canister, which is rigid, So it doesn't get smaller throughout the week. But on the other hand, when it's closed up, it's not only bear-proof, but it also is rodent-proof. Nothing's going to get inside. So that's nice. So if you're interested in the lighter one bear canister, go back to episode number 30. And that was the Summit Gear review for that episode.
0: So the Ursac bear bag, it's collapsible, it's lightweight, it's super easy to use. And we will have the link in the show notes for today.
1: Those show notes will be at thefirst40miles.com slash 047.
0: For today's Backpack Hack of the Week, we have a free bear bell alternative. Now, if you don't know what bear bells are, there are these, I don't know, maybe two-inch in diameter bells that you can hang off of your pack that kind of provide this little... Little soft jingle as you walk along the trail. And they're supposed to deter bears. They're supposed to kind of let them know of your presence. However, they haven't been found to actually deter bears. There's no evidence linked to the effectiveness of bear bells. So today's free bear bell alternative this is so simple just keep the conversation going. Alert the wildlife around you that you are present with your own voice. That faint tinkling sound that the bells make are in direct competition with the sound of rushing streams and the wind going through trees, but the human voice actually covers more melodic range and a greater decibel range. That
1: could be from a 30 decibel whisper to a 60 decibel talking to 120 decibel yelling.
0: And it has varied rhythmic patterns as well. So it's not just kind of the white noise that burbling brooks make and trees and stuff.
1: The human voice is very distinguishable. Like if you're walking down the trail and another group is coming along, you start to be able to hear them and you know that it's people coming. You know that it's not something else.
0: Now this hack can really only happen if you're traveling with other people. Of course, you're welcome to try out this hack while you're alone if you like to do solo hiking. But most wilderness bear attacks happen when there was only one to two people in the vicinity. And no attacks have ever been recorded against groups of six or more. And so a group of six or more really kind of, I don't know, provides the uh, seedbed for some really lively conversation. And while you don't want to disturb nature around you too much, you know, you want to let nature's sounds prevail... I guess you can kind of think that you're a part of nature and so you can have that lively conversation in the same way that birds can have their lively conversation and earthworms, in however they conversate, can have their (laughs) lively conversation as well.
1: I bet that's lively. (laughs) (laughs) Reading between the lines, if you want to see more wildlife, silence is the key. But there are times when you want to warn the wildlife that you're coming so that you avoid those encounters, especially in bear country. And those are the times where keeping that conversation up will really be helpful to the bear. They'll hear you coming, they'll get out of your way, and you'll never have an encounter because they they know where you are. And if you happen to run across someone solo hiking on the trail and they look like they're talking to themselves, well, maybe they're not crazy. They're just doing this hack.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Craig Childs. And this is from his book, The Animal Dialogues, Uncommon Encounters in the Wild.
1: This quote's in a little bit different vein than what we usually share for trail wisdom. He said, most animals show themselves sparingly, The grizzly bear is six to eight hundred pounds of smugness. It has no need to hide. If it were a person, it would laugh loudly in quiet restaurants, boastfully wear the wrong clothes for special occasions, and probably play hockey.
0: That's bears for you.
1: (laughs) That about sums it up.
0: That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you liked this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or review us on iTunes. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. and I saw a bear while we were at a picnic ground. What? That didn't even make sense.
1: (laughs) The fifth famous pay.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I was not going to start singing. (laughs) Sal, a bear, a female bear. (laughs) With a little baby cub. (laughs) No.